Are you a Christian life coach who keeps hearing that you need a course, but you don't know where to start, you're overloaded with information, and you don't really want to deal with the technology? If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Dr. Sherry Toledo, and that's exactly what I talk about on this podcast, Created a Coach. So grab your favorite cold or hot beverage, and let's get after this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six, Unlocking the Possibilities, Exploring Five Powerful Program Course Delivery Approaches. Now, before we get started, I want you to scroll down in the show notes and you'll see a link to the workbook that I created that will help you with this content and help you make a decision on which approach is best for you and your program course. Or you can stop the recording and go to sherrytoledo.com forward slash possibilities workbook to get your copy. Either way, it'll help you as we work through this. Well, as you dive into creating your program course, you have the opportunity to thoughtfully determine the best way to deliver your course, ensuring that it seamlessly meets the unique needs and desires of your ideal clients and drum roll your needs and desires too. That's right. A huge factor in determining which approach will work best for your program course is deciding which works best for you, which mode best showcases your giftings, skills, talents, and your season in life. By the way, If you haven't heard me use the term program course, I use it to describe both your overarching program and your course because your program is your course and your course is your program. So I just put them together. Okay, back to what you get to do. You get to choose the way you set up and deliver your content. That is your program course. Before you do that, it's really important to know the different delivery modes that you have to choose from. So I've put together an overview of five different ways to organize your content and your coaching interactions with your clients. Plus, I'll be sharing a bonus. I'll cover the delivery description and then share what your role is. Next, I'll cover how community fits in. Then I'll go into the advantages and the disadvantages. Finally, I'll help you understand the decisions you have to make for each delivery approach. There's a lot that overlaps, so listen carefully to the nuances for each. My goal is to help you make your decision easier. That way, you and your clients will be able to optimize the benefits of your program course. Okay, let's start with one-to-one coaching. Many coaches begin their life coaching practice with this model. In fact, according to a 2022 survey, the International Coaching Federation found that 84% of life coaches use this model. So what is the coach's role in one-to-one coaching? Well, it's not much different from other modes of coaching. You're focused on helping clients achieve their goals. The client will receive direct support and guidance from you as they develop new skills and learn to overcome challenges. However, 
because you and the client are working in a private setting, just the two of you, there is an increase in accountability and it can be more intense for both the client and the coach. Second, what's the place of community in one-to-one coaching? Well, since this type of coaching is done just between the two of you, like I said, there is no community involvement. That is, unless the coach has a Facebook group or a discussion board where clients can interact. What are some of the disadvantages of one-to-one coaching? First, cost. There's a greater investment for clients than the other models. Although there is a more condensed value through this approach, sometimes coaches need to help clients see just what they are getting and why it costs more. Another disadvantage is that lack of community. So for those clients who need community, one-to-one coaching alone may not be for them. Another interesting disadvantage is that one-to-one clients get limited perspectives and they can come to rely on that single approach. So it's essential for them to seek out additional perspectives, explore other resources, and keep a balanced view. I believe our overarching goal as coaches is to work ourselves out of a job. We wanna launch our clients when they're ready and watch them soar. Last, matching coach and client can be a challenge. Now this is true for all of the different approaches, but especially for the one-to-one. It can be difficult to find that perfect client-coach fit. Things like communication styles, time zones, personality quirks, and other biases. You know, as believers, we know that God has signature clients for us. So let him take care of the matching while you use wisdom and discernment to determine where he is leading. Okay, what are some of the advantages to -to one-to-one coaching? First, personalize attention. This model enables the coach to tailor the coaching experience specifically to the client's unique needs and desired outcomes. There's also a level of flexibility. Scheduling is easier when it's just the two of you as opposed to a group. Also, confidentiality is an advantage because the client is the only one interacting with the coach. Another huge advantage is accountability. There's no hiding out when it's just the coach and the client. The client gets all the focus and has a harder time squirming out of the tasks and assignments when they know they're going to be face-to-face with the coach. Last is speed. One-to-one coaching is like a fast track to success, a turbo boost to the client's progress. When they're fully engaged and committed, they will make significant strides and breakthroughs in a shorter period of time. Now I wanna add as long as they are implementing. So if you choose one-to-one coaching, here are some of the decisions that you get to make. First of all, price point. How much are you going to charge? What is your time and coaching worth? Second, how many clients can you handle? Are you going to do five? Are you going to do 10? Are you going to do 20? 
So you need to weigh what kind of time commitment you want to make to individual coaching. Last is time. How long will you work with clients? How often? Weekly? Two times a month? Three times a month? Once a month? What will work best for your client and for you? Don't forget what will work best for you. Another popular coaching methodology is group coaching. According to the same ICF survey, 52% of life coaches offer group coaching. This is a powerful approach to bring transformation to your clients. So let's look at your role in coaching, group coaching. First of all, group session facilitating. This is a skill, so give yourself some time to master it. You need to keep the conversation focused on the topics that help the clients achieve their goals. Go with the flow and avoid trying to control everything, especially Christian groups. Sometimes the Lord just takes us in a different direction. Next, the place of community in group coaching. Our number one goal in building a group coaching community is making sure that first, each person is aligned with the focus of the program course and that they understand the group dynamics. No attention vampires, that is, no people who require all the focus. Let's move on to some of the disadvantages of group coaching. Well, first of all, if you're not a good facilitator, meetings can be a struggle for everyone. Also, there's less personalized attention in a group coaching session. Group coaching sessions can be difficult for some people to participate in, especially if they're shy or introverted. However, this is where a good facilitator turns this disadvantage into an advantage. All right, advantages. There is power in learning from one another. There's less pressure on the coach to have all the answers. You'll have most of them, but it's always fun to see the group members bring in perspectives and experiences that you don't have. Plus, a good facilitator develops a supportive environment where clients share their experiences and learn from another. Also, group coaching is cost-effective, generally less expensive than one-to-one coaching. It's also time efficient. This is an advantage for the coach because the coach is moving from one-to-one to one-to-many. So you can reach and help more people in less time. Being in a group coaching program can be motivational. When the group has clients at different levels of development, a good facilitator will continue to help them grow while giving the clients at earlier stages motivation. Also, it can be more motivational to be held accountable by your peers than by your coach. Okay, here are some of the decisions that you will need to make. First of all, like the other approaches, you need to decide on the program course length. Eight weeks, 12 weeks, six months, a year. Secondly, price point. Remember, Just because it's a group doesn't mean that you cut the price to practically nothing. Clients need to be committed. They need to have skin in the game. Third, frequency of meetings. How often are you going to meet? 
weekly, every other week, monthly, deciding again what is best for your clients and what is best for you. And last, the style of coaching. How are you going to organize these group sessions? Next, let's look at the standalone program course. In the business world, these are often referred to as evergreen products. Your clients enroll and go through the course on their own. In education, we refer to this type of course as an independent study. So what's your role when there's no interaction with clients? Well, you need to make sure that your program course is running correctly. Now we know that learners have questions. And so one of the things you need to design into your program course is some way to answer those questions. You could provide one or two sessions for Q and A. You could create a frequently asked question page, or you could provide messenger or Voxer responses. It all depends on the nature of your program course and your decision about how involved you are going to be. What about community? Well, since this is an independent study, there's only community and interaction available if you provide someplace like a Facebook group. These are not generally included in evergreen products. What are some of the advantages? Well, it can be more appealing to those clients who like to learn at their own pace, but those clients need to be highly motivated and they need to be committed to getting what they need from the program course. Evergreen program courses are really good for specific skills. So when someone wants to learn a specific skill quickly, this is the type of course that they will grab. The greatest disadvantage is probably the low course completion rate. In addition, there's no connection with you or the other clients, and this won't work for people who need that interaction. Bottom line, the evergreen course has its place, but should not be used as the only program course that you offer. It can be a supplement to a larger course, a starter course for specific skills that clients need, or even an introduction to your larger course. What are the decisions you need to make? Well, similar to the other approaches, the price point. Now this can be a lower priced program course, depending upon, of course, the amount of time that you put into it to create it. You need to decide the length. I suggest a three to four module program course that someone could work through in a weekend or a few days. Anything longer will need more work on your part and it will mean that not as many people will complete it. Make it a mini course. The fourth approach is a membership program course. This provides access to content which produces skill-based results. This type of program usually includes pre-recorded trainings and a structured curriculum that is dripped out. That is, it's released in a sequence. So what's your role? First of all, you have to create the curriculum. Secondly, most membership program courses have live sessions and you'll need to host those to address questions and to help your clients solve problems. Community is also available, but it's based on the interface of the membership site. 
Some of them have discussion boards where members can interact. Because clients are going through at their own pace, there's a tendency for little or no interaction in the information management system. That is where the program course is accessed. This interaction generally, again, will take place in the live meetings. What's a disadvantage? Well, first of all, high levels of preparations on your part. You have to curate and organize the curriculum and it needs to be ready when the clients go into the membership course. How about advantages? Well, similar to the standalone approach, clients move at their own pace because the curriculum is ready for them. Also, because you have a lower commitment level, the price can be lower. I know of membership courses that are as low as $7 a month, but these coaches only meet once a quarter while the clients are working through the evergreen coursework. So you need to decide how involved you're going to be and set the price based on that. Decisions. Where will you host the membership program course? Will you meet in live sessions? How often, like I said above? For how long? And what will the format of the meetings be? What will you charge and what will the clients get for their investment? In the end, the membership approach may seem like a quick way to start a program course, but it takes a lot of work on the front end of the launch. Some membership programs only have monthly meetings with limited curriculum. So think through this one carefully before you choose it. Well, last, let's look at the mastermind. This approach provides clients with access to a community of experts and produces results as they get a variety of perspectives. Your role. Much like the other approaches with the live element, you need to be a good facilitator. Next, you need to be able to add expertise and insights. And finally, and so important is you need to create a safe space for participants to be transparent. How about the community? Well, generally the community happens during the meetings. Advantages, cross-pollination, more perspectives, more experiences, more ideas. And the disadvantage, you need to be a talented facilitator to keep the group focused. Sound familiar? Here are some of the decisions that you get to make. First of all, who will participate? How will you decide? And how will you invite them? Next, the meeting frequency. Weekly, monthly, quarterly. What is best for you and the clients? What will the meeting structure look like? Will there be themes? Will you be teaching? Will others be teaching? And again, the price point. Depending upon who is involved and the value they receive, the price can range from a low range of three figures, three to $400 a year, $20 a month, to the high range of multiple five figures, 20 to 50,000 a year. So lots of decisions to make. Okay, I promised you a bonus and this is it. This is my choice. It's the blended model. Some call it the hybrid. We often see a combination of two 
or more of the five approaches. The most common blend is the one-to-one -one and the group coaching. But it's up to you if you see another approach that might work better for you and your clients. Remember that ICF survey that I referred to earlier? Well, it showed that 28% of life coaches use a blend of one-to-one -one coaching and group coaching. The coach's role in the blended approach is to maintain a balance between the one-to-one -one and the group coaching. We commit to group coaching so we can coach one-to-many. Now, I suggest you have no more than 20 people in a live coaching section. Actually, 12 is the best number. Lots of interaction and personal attention. When there's more than 20, it can be frustrating for, for participants who can't get any time with the coach. This is why being a good facilitator is so important in group sessions. Now, as you see clients who need more concentrated help or a boost to get them over the hump, provide the opportunity to add some one-to-one -one sessions. Disadvantages. Well, there's always the possibility of getting overwhelmed with too many one-to-one -to -one clients. So be picky. Save yourself for those who you know will be committed and will implement what you're teaching them. Again, you have to be able to facilitate groups. Now, if this is new for you, I suggest starting with small groups, groups of no more than five people. Also, make sure that you are in a group coaching program with a good facilitator so you can watch and learn how it's done. Advantages. Well, like I said, it's a win-win for you and the clients. You're leveraging the advantages of both approaches. How about your decisions? Again, we're back to the length of the program course. It's up to you and you guessed what works best for you and your clients. Because I've been in education for so long, I prefer working with people for three months. Then we reevaluate and they can add another three months. This applies to both my group program and my one-to-one -one coaching. You'll also have to decide the price for the clients who are in your group coaching program when they want to become one-to-one -one clients. Some coaches don't take that into account while others make adjustments to the one-to-one -one investment or the opposite deciding if one-to-one -one clients get a reduction in the investment for the group coaching program. One suggestion that I have is that clients come prepared to the group and individual sessions. This could be another combination. Have your evergreen course set up so that the clients go through their modules and bring their questions and problems to the live sessions. That way they're getting what they need and you don't spend the precious group time teaching what is already waiting for them. Well, there you have it. Now the choice is yours. Take some time to go through each of the approaches, one-to-one, -one, group coaching, evergreen, membership, mastermind, and blended. It's a good idea to do some research. Ask your potential ideal clients, your trusted friends, and your current clients what works best for them. Are your ideal clients independent learners who want to learn a specific skill, or are they process-oriented, needing the interaction in groups? Maybe they need both, but you know that ultimately it's up to you. You have to take care of yourself first, just like when you fly and the flight attendants tell us to put our oxygen masks on first. 
When you know what you're best at, it will be easier to decide which approach to use. Okay, check the workbook and you'll see that I've given you a place to determine which approach fits you and which fits your clients. Take a look at the results and that will help you make your decision. There's a place for you to write down what program course approach you're choosing. Then I'd love to have you share what you've decided in the Christian Coaches Called Hire Facebook page. The link is in the show notes. Now, if you need some help working through this process, let's jump on a call. Just go to sherrytoledo.com forward slash chat and choose a time on my calendar that works for you. For me, the biggest takeaway is that you can't make a wrong decision. These are all good approaches. So ultimately, your job is to make the best decision. One of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 1, 9. And here's the Coach Sherry paraphrase. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best. This is my prayer for you. Take care, my friends. This podcast is brought to you by the Created to Coach Academy. You want to transform your coaching business by getting clarity on your call from God, stepping out of content chaos and into increased cash flow, all while working from the middle of God's rest. Find out how by accessing my free podcast series, Masterclass. I've even included a workbook to get you started. Access it all at sherrytoledo.com forward slash podcast series. That's sherrytoledo.com forward slash podcast series.